Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. Well, so my recommendation is that anyone attempting to leave them out should be shot on sight. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Gatecast episode 208, and the first proper episode we've recorded in 2014. Who thought we'd still be here now? Hello, everybody. Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? Have a good Christmas. I spent as much in a week in Ireland as I would in a month here. Right. <laughs> My credit card may be clear by uh, June. <laughs> Bear in mind, I can only afford to pay about 100 a month off it. But I bought stuff, including a nice shiny Nexus 7 second hand. I'm quite happy with it, especially considering the fact that it lasted pretty much the entire 13-hour journey back. Oh, that were another thing. The joys of travelling. My flight got in at 5 past 11 in the evening. Unfortunately, the bus left at 10 to. Oh, so close. And the next bus went until half 12. <laughs> so I had to hang around Helsinki for uh, an hour and 40 minutes in a relatively balmy 4 or 5 degrees, as opposed to what it is now and what it's been for the past week and a half. Winter, ladies and gentlemen, has come. Minus 11 is about as warm as it gets. And we should hit a happy minus 20 by Saturday. Ah, wrap it warm. Ah, this is where the £50 I spent in November on the unfeasibly on Tom Baker scarf comes in. <laughs> Acrylic mimics wool quite well, especially in heat retention. And it's only going to get colder. You're back in the swing of things. Not quite, no. I spent more time reading Steam today than I did studying. Oh, right. <laughs> I've heard complaints, but yay, footnotes. Yay, no chapters. I enjoyed it. It's nice to go back to the proper style. Chapters bothered me. Perhaps your books aren't supposed to have chapters. That's why you end up spending half the night up reading them. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, well, just stop the next point. But the next point that you stop at is just like a one-line gap. And if he's feeling generous, an asterisk. Although it did irritate me that the point that you... Because uh, as soon as you see the footnote, do you find yourself scanning the page looking for a little star? No, I, I try to restrain myself. Because the position of the thing that it footnotes is often quite close to it. Although I think it were men at arms which went to extremes where the footnotes had footnotes. Although I have noticed one case of that in Racing Steam. I saw a production of men at arms in Galway one time. What they did was they brought out an extra actor for the footnote. <laughs> nice. Then when the footnote had a footnote, they brought out a younger female actor to play the footnote's footnote. <laughs> So you said uh, Originals didn't spin off until Season 4. I just watched Vampire Diaries Season 2, Episode 8, and Elijah was in it. The characters are in it. Yeah. The series didn't officially begin until Season 4 of Vampire Diaries. I wasn't sure whether to start with Team Wolf Season 3. I'm thinking, what did I like about this series? I mean, I'm watching Vampire Diaries. Don't I have enough teen angst in my life? But I watched Episode 1 and I was like, ah, right. Because A, it seemed to shoot by in about 10 minutes. And B, it immediately went, made me want to watch episode two. Oh, we should figure out what the hell's going on. It's been quite a while since I watched the end of season two, so yeah. Well, that's the problem, you know, when they have just eight or nine episodes, ten episodes, then nine months, then they come back, you're thinking, what happened? I can't remember. 
Because <laughs> I was thinking, who's that? That's not the main guy, is it? No, that's not the main guy. So I don't know if this counts as good news, bad news. <laughs> are you watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah, I'll stick it to that. You're not keen, are you? Well, it's pretty much a huge disappointment. Well, they did say it wasn't sort of within the... It was sort of out of the movie universe. The idea being that they're going with sort of minor characters. It's a huge disappointment compared to other shows with similar budget and similar genres. Mm. I'm not comparing it to a $250 million theatrical movie. I'm comparing it to the likes of Arrow and shows like that. Do you watch Grimm? Yeah. I think I'm up to date with Grimm. I quite like the Christmas episode. The guy who's only vesting three weeks of the year. Putting people in bags and hanging them up. <laughs> and then eating them. Yeah. Season three's feeling a bit monster of the week. The arc doesn't seem as strong. I mean, they occasionally go to Vienna, but I'm just not connecting with it. I, I don't think it's as good as the first two seasons. I still watch it. I still enjoy it, but I just think it's dipped a little this season. We need more Monroe. You can never have enough Monroe. Yeah, that is true. Hi, I'm Ian. And I'm Jonathan. And I'm Rem, inviting you to join us for the Sci-Fi Movie Podcast, a weekly review and exploration of the sci-fi movies that we all love. Ever wonder why Stanley Kubrick removed A Clockwork Orange from distribution in the UK? Why did Ridley Scott's Alien have no eyes? Or who's the better dread, Sylvester Stallone or Carl Urban? Judgment time. And why do I hate The Fifth Element so much? Um... Really? Don't even get me started. Follow us on Facebook at Sci-Fi Movie Podcast. The Sci-Fi Movie Podcast. Subscribe in iTunes or visit our website at sci-fi-moviepodcast.com. Anyway, my figure hovereth over the space bar. Shall I press it? You do a countdown. Yes, I can, can't I? I've discovered why missing four lessons of Swedish left me so far behind. This was technically lesson two, but realistically lesson one, and we're up to page 18. Well, how many pages in the book? That we cover from now until the end of April, about 140. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it requires work, especially at our sort of age. Learning a language isn't easy. No, our brains are set. Congealed, I think, would be more accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think mine's recovering nicely from the alcohol bath I gave her for 20-odd years. Right, traditional... Actually, no, because I learned three, so I'm going to count down and finish. Go on, then. Gumi, Coxie, Oxy, click. Ah, oh, crap, I've opened the Sequest episode, sorry. Oh, dear. Oh, I don't know. Let's try that again. <laughs> Especially since I didn't pronounce them anyway. Okay. Gumi, Cooksie, Ooksie, Clicky. 28. And Landry. Right. <laughs> We're on the right episode then. <laughs> sorry, sir. How are you? What is it? Yes, good morning, Colonel. <laughs> work, work, work. Haven't you got a light? Another Ori incursion. Hmm. Well, that's not what they want. A sneaky Ori. Yeah. Once again, you can't count on the toker either. Yeah. Go. SG-5 should be available. Thank you, sir. <laughs> that was very sort of it. Yeah, OK. Off you go. <laughs> yes, SG-5. Do with them what you will. Unscheduled off-world activation. Walter, is it, how many times does he say that? <laughs> Quite a bit. Money in the bank. Open the iris. Yes, sir. I mean, I wonder if you if you calculate the salary based on where's the rest of SG five. Tell me you've got good news. <laughs> oh, they're there. Actually, oh, there they are. <laughs> we were on the wrong planet, sir. A little glitch. Was the intel wrong? That's not a little glitch. When we arrived, there was no sign of the map. 
I checked our telemetry based on known star positions. Yeah, we weren't on P3X584, sir. Mm -hmm. ah, Major Altman, played by Ivan Fermat. Hmm. I'm reviewing gate diagnostics, sir. Just those two episodes of SG-1. If it is a gate malfunction, it's a pretty big one, unlike any we've seen before. Chief, inform all off-world teams to use the Alpha site until further notice. Yes, sir. If there's something wrong with this gate, I want to know what it is before anyone else walks through it. Yes, sir. Find the problem. Until we do, all gate activity is shut down. Ooh, that's not good. <laughs> no, it isn't. Walter, what did you do? This is your fault, Walter. <laughs> You're in charge. See, look what it did to my hair. <laughs> and mine, says Walter. Yeah. <laughs> but look at mine, says the general. I think Walter was just damaging, you know, like, uh, Dallas Davis. By the way, he always has his glasses up. Well, they're obviously not very focused. That was a fairly short teaser. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Prototype, Season 9, Episode 9 of Stargate SG-1. The Gatecast, Episode 208. The episode was directed by Peter DeLuise and written by Alan McCullough. It was broadcast in the US September the 16th, 2005. We got it in the UK December the 6th, 2005. The Canadians January the 5th following year. Don't have a date for Australia, but the French got it April the 15th, 2006. And the Japanese April the 9th, 2007. There were some episodes using the same name uh, from Voyager, Superman, Smallville, City of Angels, and we're more or less back. Yes, ways are where. Warning, they're big boulders. <laughs> Welcome to the episode, Daniel. Hey, yeah. Well, as far as our computer is concerned, the dialing sequence to P3X584 ran perfectly normal. Except for the fact we ended up 12,000 light years off course. That's scrolling fast. The subtitles bounced up and down to allow for the credits. Yeah, clever. <laughs> ah, Rob Picard was in it. Huh. Quickly line. Suspicious. But it was always our fault. We just ran a program that compares the energy signatures of the last 30 outbound trips to look for anomalies. It's kind of like a bump. A bump? Phew, says Walter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks, Daniel. Great confidence in it. <laughs> oh, well, that explains everything. Actually, it might. <laughs> yeah. Frequently. A regular bump. Oh, come on, Daniel. Are you just filling in for Jack? <laughs> yeah, that is pretty much his. To give Amanda the excuse to exposition. If the correct authorization code is not entered in time, you are prevented from reaching the planet. That doesn't explain how you and SG-5 ended up halfway across the galaxy. Well, I have a theory about that, too. Suppose it says burying the gate, and you hmm. leave your gate actual operational and just block incoming wormholes. Then, if the correct code isn't received, it dials a random address and empties the buffer into the new wormhole. Interstellar call porting. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Thank you, Mitchell. Telemetry confirmed it was on the right planet. My guess is the 584 security system filters incoming matter based on certain protocol. Organic versus inanimate, for instance. Wow, that seems like an awful lot of trouble to keep people out. Which makes mm. me curious. Okay, this is getting... I mean, a very sophisticated system. Calculated it'll take the Prometheus two weeks to reach 584 at maximum speed. If the Ori are constructing a supergator, we may not have that much time. I will contact the High Council and have a Jaffa ship scout the area. Yes, you do that. Yeah, I'm sure Garrick will be quite willing to spare a ship. <laughs> come on, we're going, General. Come on, come on, come on. So cooperative these days. Dismissed. He's very abrupt, isn't he? Well, his coffee's going cold. <laughs> Tilk, it, it could be cold where you're going. <laughs> Please put a shirt on. I appreciate the knob, but I'm sure he's fine. 
We placed a bacterial culture inside the MALP's cargo compartment. Hopefully the organic material will force the 584 gate to hold the MALP and ask for an authorization code. I'm receiving the gate's authorization request. Now we just hope this program works. Unless the security system is really advanced and it can recognize that it's not a threat. It's going to be a short episode if it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. All green lights, General. That's normally a good thing. There's the other map. Yay. It's the first map. It worked. Good. Thank God, those things cost thousands. <laughs> it looks a suspiciously green and Canadian looking world. Alright, let's see what all the fuss is about. Yeah, that looks like bad back projection. <laughs> you can't always take the travel gate with you. Visual confirmation. Y'all think a black hole nearby would affect daytime sunlight as well? <laughs> oh, when you're talking about a black hole, you, you know, it could be light years away still. Thank you, Colonel. We'll dial again in 15 minutes. Prometheus is standing by. Hopefully that won't be necessary, sir. Mitchell out. I'd rather not wait around two weeks for a ride. We're going to go have a look around. It's always great, isn't it, how the grass is so short. Why is it standing by? Why isn't it on route? going to take two weeks, you know? <laughs> then again, if something goes wrong, it's just going to collect the bodies. You seen anything like it before? Nope. And I don't want to remove it until I know exactly how it's connected to the system. I'm not quite sure how that ever works. I mean, yeah. crystal circuitry, you know, it's not exactly you just got a pair of jumper flips. And... USB 5. <laughs> Come and check this out first. I got it. You check out the black hole. He's found something. Yeah, we don't have Jack to do the astronomy stuff. <laughs> Amazing what people leave laying around. Where do those go? Only one way to find out. That's a ring receiver. Yeah, that looks as if it's a little overgrown. Hmm. Unlike the main meadow, which looks like recently mowed. Could be some intro. Oh dear, it's dark. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> I mean, I'm sure people are hang on, where's my signal gone? <laughs> I wonder how many people reached for the remote control at that point. Because the screen went completely black. I don't think anyone's been home for a while. Yeah, I think. Looks like some kind of science lab. It doesn't look too homey, does it? You know, not exactly a... Although, now we're seeing a bit more like the wars aren't stone and actually are. It's Newton's DNA manipulation device. Newton? She was the girl that's trying to create an advanced host, right? Ended up with a bunch of super freaks that turned on her. It was a cool file. Just in case uh, the viewers can't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> A cool file. Just in case viewers came in in uh, season nine. Ooh, wee. You can see the dollar signs just <laughs> tumbling away. Switch it off, Daniel. Quick. Yeah. This writing's in ancient. Yeah, I can say this writing's in Swedish, Daniel. That doesn't mean I can read it. Oh, I was wrong. There is someone home. Ah, somebody's frozen. Yep. And once again. In the future, nobody has chest hair. What are you doing? <laughs> wait, wait, what? I was looking for the light switch. New guy. Hey, you touch that. I, I know how to read that. New guy. <laughs> As I said when I was watching Vampire Diaries the other day, does anyone who plays teenager in American TV since 1990 or so actually have any feckin' chest hair? <laughs> Carter, get back to the gate, tell the SGC we need a med team here right away. 
Yeah, let's bring him back because God knows what he's got contained in him. They do tend to play it a little cavalier at times. How's Podman? Also going to be fine. I suspect the convulsions were just a reaction to coming out of stasis, although his preliminary test results were quite interesting. How? We've been able to study the genetic characteristics of the ancients from the database sent back to us from Atlantis. Our patient X definitely shows some physiological similarities. You think he's an ancient? I'm running a more detailed analysis. There are some other strange anomalies, but in the meantime, why don't we ask him? Really? Yeah, he's unconscious. He can't hear us. I wasn't wrong, was I? I did see her in season two of Vampire Diaries. Season two? Hello. Yeah. Vampire Diaries. Maybe it weren't vampire. It might be an almost human. I'm Dr. Carolyn Lamb. Do you understand me? <sighs> yes. Good. Try to relax. There's nothing to be afraid of. You're safe. You're on a planet called Earth. It was one of the three or four shows I'm watching. Fair enough. Sorry, season three of Oscar. Cameron Mitchell. Ditto on the other stuff. Can you tell us your name? It's Kalek. Kalek. Now in Swedish that would be pronounced Shalek. What way did he pronounce it? And that is Neil Jackson. He's a British actor. Who does the rolling the eyes into the head thing quite well. <laughs> he was uh, one of the stars of Blade series. He's also been in Sleepy Hollow, Flash Forward, and recently the British drama Lightfields. It took me. I was a prisoner so long. He did experiments on me. He who? I never knew his name. He's got a British accent. It's an American science fiction show. He's evil. I just wanted to go home. Can you tell us what this guy looks like? Do you have the Stargate address for the planet you call home? The symbols to dial? I'm pretending to be weak so I can find out about you and take over your planet. We'll see what we can do. That's it. Fear to be helpless and vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. Lull them into a false sense of security, then kill them. <laughs> so, not an angel. Too bad. Poor guy. This is exactly what Nirti did. Kidnap people and then experimented on them. Yeah, but Kalik there said he. Well, I'm sure Nirti wasn't the only Gaul with an interest in evolved human hosts. And that lab looked more ancient than Gaul. You think it was an ancient experimenting on him? The commentary for this episode is done by Rob C. Cooper and Alan McCullough, the writer. They were saying that when Neil came into audition, mm-hmm. you know, he just flew to LA off the back of some of his British work. They'd never actually seen his work before. Mm-hmm. And they said he pretty much nailed it right from the word go. They actually tried to get him back for a second episode later on, but then I think he was working on Blade at the time. Hey, hmm. Well, looks like that uh, black hole's just a regular old black hole. No giant door eye super gates. That's good. Teal said you could use some help in here. Yeah, there's something wrong with the power supply. It's driving me nuts. Oh, we'll look into it. You were definitely evil in Blade. He was wonderfully evil in Blade. <laughs> you know, the way Blade the series ended really ticked me off. Yes, that was one of the examples of a show being <laughs> cut off in uh, mid stride. Your man in that episode of The Vampire Diaries just watched, you know, drop off the head. I don't know which episode you've just watched, but... Episode 8, where Giles, what's his name, first appears, and your man apologises, and he goes, I shall free you, and then chops his head off. It's been a while since I've seen that season, that one. They apologise, the display screens, fritzing like that. So it wasn't deliberate? No, it was deliberate, it just went a little over the top. And as they pointed out, if Peter DeLuisa were doing the commentary, he would say, that's what they asked for, that's what they got. (laughs) 
<laughs> the ghoul pass on genetic memory. Now, he may not have a snake in his head, but the man we defrosted and brought back here has ghoul DNA intermingled with his own. He may as well be the, the son of Anubis. The elf symbol almost seemed to be glowing in that shot. <laughs> oh, dear. Wouldn't you radio that back? Leave 30 yeah. seconds. Make all the difference. The log entry said Anubis managed to replicate his pre-ascension DNA using the genetic manipulation device. Then, he combined it with human DNA and was able to rapidly grow our, our friend there. Our glorious heroes. You think they'd shoot the briefing room from the other angle so you could actually see the winters in the background? Mm. Although I suppose it's more effort than it's worth with the reflections and whatnot. Yes, and whatnot. Well, the subjects near team manipulated demonstrated telekinetic and psychic abilities. Like the priors. The goal of the experiment seems to have been to create an advanced human. With a little Anubis blended in. Hmm. Yeah, Anubis. Even after he's gone, he's causing us trouble. Yep. No, see, that timeline doesn't track with the log. Plus, it says he had to reproduce his DNA, which means he was doing all this after he ascended and was sent back by the ancients. Well, halfway. But that doesn't make any sense. Even a highly evolved human host wouldn't be as advanced as he was. Why bother? Maybe he didn't like being stuck in limbo. Maybe... Yes, limbo. Nobody likes to live in there, do they? Yeah. Well, he's stuck now, isn't he? Powerful servant in the Cold Warriors. No matter what Anubis' ultimate goal was, Kalik is extremely dangerous. Options? Put him back in his pot. <laughs> Shoot him while you get the chance. Hmm. If we leave him there, others could circumvent the security and find him as we did. We could post guards. What about the Antarctica pot? Look, I think we need to consider whether we want to preserve him at all. Go on, Daniel. Say it. Really, Daniel? Go, Daniel. Go for it, you bloodthirsty... That's just wacky. Even Lex is going to look at him and go, really? Who's the evil one now? If Jack would be here, he'd be going up and saying, that's my boy. Now, if he is aware of his own state of evolutionary advancement, and I'll bet you anything he is, it's possible the only thing keeping him from ascending right now is that he hasn't figured out how. What would that take? I, I don't know. But if he can do it, if, if, if he knows how or figures out how, at the very least, we're going to have another Anubis on our hands. And at that point, it's going to be too late to stop him. <laughs> no, this angle, I guarantee you... If that was a female prone of Anubis, if you want him to bop her at least before he killed her off. Yeah, if she collapsed out of the pod with only a, a pants on, like, they'd been rushing to catch her. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> well, we had that episode, Menace, where Daniel pretty much spun in circles trying to make sure that a replicator didn't get killed. Yeah, because it was a female replicator. Daniel <laughs> is a misogynist. I'll contact Washington, discuss how we're going to proceed. In the meantime... I suggest all of you learn as much as you can, including what Kalik does and doesn't know. Or whatever the hell the opposite of misogynist is. I have to say, fair play to Lex of looking suitably horrified in every shot. <laughs> well, it does kind of go against heartfelt Kalec, beliefs. Can you hear me? In this series. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you compare it to, you know what, from that shot, he actually looks a bit like a Buzz Lightyear doll. <laughs> That's what's that good to you. Why have you restrained me like this? Because you're evil. Why is everyone suddenly acting like they fear me? Look, you can drop the act. You're a British guy in an American show. I don't understand. This is something Peter likes doing, using a monitor and uh, his actual shot. Mm -hmm. You do get a lot of value in, in the scene. I understand, Ancient. Those research notes Anubis left. We know that you were grown in that lab. That you possess Anubis's DNA and his genetic memories. <laughs> I know the cunning plan. Tea or coffee? Tea or coffee? Yes. I thought. There we go. My memories do include you, Dr. Jackson. Oh, here we go. 
confrontation you once had with my father. I sense it is some time since I was last awake. What has become of him? Just tilt forward so the eyes come into shadow. <laughs> then the accent isn't quite as friendly anymore, is it? Yeah. Why else would I still be here given the danger you know I pose? They want to learn what I am, how I came to be. But you... Have you ever taken a life, Dr. Jackson? That actually sounds a lot like his character in Sleepy Hollow. I believe you have. Killed a man. I owned a few times. Yes, and all the wires and uh, monitors kind of give the game away a bit. Yeah. My memories are so sharp and clear. It's as if they happened only moments ago. The countless lives my father extinguished. Of those that came before him and did the same. Such pleasure it gave them. But I have not experienced it myself yet. Does it really feel that good? There are benefits in having a, a lot of data pre-programmed into your brain mm -hmm. when you wake up. He's pretty much assessing the people that have got him, his surroundings, working on a plan already. I can almost taste it as if it was me there and not those whose memories I possess. But nothing. Nothing do I anticipate more than the sweetness I know I will feel when I kill for the first time. I get the impression that there is no negotiating with this guy or reaching a compromise. He's a gold. He's the gold. <laughs> blah, blah. blah. Tend to say in a very annoyed voice, we are not at all. Just the blood flows from his veins and savour his ever-fading hope for life. There's only one way to stop it. I know you wish to take my life, and I promise you, before this is over, one of us will feel the pleasure. I hope you're recording this, Daniel, because they'll never believe you. <laughs> <laughs> you can just imagine the general coming in and him dropping back into his nice little English schoolboy routine. Yeah, I'm waiting for the sacrificial SO. What makes you think there'll be one? To add pathos, obviously. <laughs> okay, Caleb, this is enough, please. You're a bad guy, we get it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you're running out of scenery to chew on. There was a kitten here. I would kick it. Oh, we reached that point in racing steam. Right. <laughs> the torch with the kittens. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if the kittens get agitated when <laughs> we give them some milk, then you're in for it. <laughs> we cudgel you. Well, my favourite, two favourite bits so far are boy stampeders and the comment about tax relationship to the Knack MacFiegel, which actually made me literally low. <laughs> We understand how dangerous you seem to think he is. There's very little corroborating evidence at this point. That's why more study is required. Is this a joke? Because if you look closely, I'm not laughing. Hello, Mr. Picardo. Been a while. Picardo, you have more hair than we've seen on you in some time. Really? Oh, dear. Yeah, so the IOA <laughs> want to take charge of him? Because that's worked so well in the past. All we have heard is that the Ori must be taken more seriously than the Gould. That the Priors who represent them are extremely powerful and dangerous in their own right. And yet, in the months since this threat emerged, not one proposed countermeasure, not one shred of technology, not even so much as a theory or strategy to fight these missionaries has resulted from ongoing Stargate operations. Until now. Yes, he's like a nuclear weapon, you know, let's start tinkering with it. <laughs> with the right precautions. Based on the report, the only thing that we do know about this Calic is that physiologically he may be very much like the priors of the Ori. 
an advanced form of human far along in evolutionary development. First and foremost, studying him may be the key. <laughs> they are in an awkward position. You mean, you know, the changes uh, that happened at the end of season eight and beginning mm -hmm. of season nine did put them in quite of an awkward position. They have to deliver. The members of the committee feel very strongly about this. Then neither they nor you understand the risks. Oh, we do. I mean, Kinsey said, mm -hmm. whenever there's trouble, there's always a new bad guy for him to find. That's it, General. <laughs> ...to take full advantage of an opportunity like this, then we believe we need to reevaluate its leadership and ultimately its operation. Really? If Walsy and the bean counter is going to force us to keep Taylor conscious, maybe we better figure out what he's capable of and fast. Hey, bean counters. Hey, like let's dissect him then. If he knows he's on the path to ascension, maybe he thinks that's the final step. If that's the case, we're going to have no other choice but to freeze him again. With strict instructions never to defrost. Indeed. No, this set is nicely lit. I do like it. No, it's much better. Mm -hmm. We're really <laughs> not even thinking that far ahead, mate. I don't think there's any, apart from Daniel, any humans on Earth that would deserve ascension. Mm. I don't know. I think Daniel third time's the charm, you know. You get one more chance of ascension, you reject it again, tough. You gotta do a whole live the life thing again. Like any standard uni examination, you only get three attempts. So give us the bad guy or we'll cut off your funding. Pretty much. He's out cold, Colonel. I give him enough sedative to keep him out for hours. Can't be too sure. That should be good. If I could afford it, I would like to go to a convention that Ben's at. If only so I can get his signature added to my uh, Sharpie signed Farscape bag collection. Yeah. Clever lad, you'll go far. Or you'll be dead before the episode is over. The wonders of modern lasers. Don't know how they work. Surely all he's going to do is lean back or lean to the left or right, and it's not going to be accurate reading. Well, he's unconscious. Yeah, but there probably isn't a problem if they keep him unconscious all the time, but eventually they're going to talk to him. He's waking up. But wait a minute, what's that? That wasn't there a minute ago. No. Shit him three times. Better safe than sorry. Are you saying this guy is evolving right before our eyes? <laughs> He's advancing as he sleeps. Yeah. I'm going to administer some more sedative. No, no, just a second. Let me just make sure that there's no interference with the lines here. Don't go near him, mate. Yeah, that's a really bad idea. Oh, oh, Oh dear. Oh, good. That is good. <laughs> <laughs> Delayed collapse. I, I, well, no, I saw the red flash that that clearly wasn't. Uh, Woolsey's looking a bit. Uh, <laughs> was that Woolsey's old shit face? Probably. <laughs> I shot him twice at point blank range. And to be honest, you only hit him. Mm. They weren't exactly dead center, were they? Although you were allowed a few seconds to be utterly amazed at how fast everybody on. And Mm. Shot the dog and Sam. No. Well, he's sure it was a Mitchell who clearly couldn't hit the broadside <laughs> of a barn at 20 paces. Yeah, he should be embarrassed now. Next, he walks in with a shotgun. In fairness to Mitchell, he's a fighter pilot, okay? Missiles generally kind of aim themselves. He's had small arms training. Huge accuracy is required when you're shooting at, say, a DC-10. Fact is, we are recording some incredible data. Calix's healing ability, his advanced brain function. That scanner was still operating when he was using his telekinetic ability, and we've been able to isolate the areas of the brain that he was maximizing at the time. See, I, I think the point is, is that he has 
telekinetic abilities, and he's continuing to evolve while we sit around yammering. <laughs> Technical term, that. Mm -hmm. Okay, precaution. <laughs> Guards outside, electrified floor. So, if he's got that much telekinetic ability, why can't he fly? That might tingle. You should know there are now 50,000 volts running through that floor, sir. And a Tok'ra shield generator barring the door. It's one way. So we can still fire bullets in there if we have to. Finally, Dr. Lamb believes your abilities can be controlled with a dopamine inhibitor. A shunt has been inserted into the base of your skull, and a massive dose will be automatically injected should you try anything else. Thanks for the warning, Richard. <laughs> or do you prefer Dick? Yeah. Well, I think this no guy comment. just violated the Will Wheaton rule one. Shame about Major Altman. He's going to be fine. We'll see. Any further outbursts will not be tolerated. <laughs> Whatever you say, Dick. <laughs> oh, he's thinking of them. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think they actually get some warning that somebody's going to be coming down? It could be anybody, couldn't it? Well, they kind of look casually towards... Yeah. I presume they've got people upstairs. They must have. Oh, it's going to be okay. The Ascendometer says Calix about 80% there. Ascendometer? Mitchell. Ascendometer. <laughs> Wish I'd thought of it. After Calix was shot and started to heal, it shot up another 5% or so. Yeah, we're helping him. So don't shoot him again. Mm -hmm. At least we haven't got a countdown timer to Ascension. That's probably pushing it a bit far. Yeah, we do. 16 minutes. The subject gets a treatment in this machine, and certain physiological changes are made in the brain. It looks like they've solved the power problem to the screen. The individual needs to get used to the changes, learn how they work. It's a gradual process. And that's what the scans are showing us. Kalik is learning to use the advancements the latest treatment gave him. Now, eventually, with enough physical evolution and mental control, he will reach a critical stage where he will learn to shed his physical body and exist as energy. Yeah, I always felt there was a, a spiritual component to ascension. That you had to be a good person at heart to do it. And certainly when there's an ancient helping you. Yeah, that didn't exactly work out well. At least, not for one person. No. Still, well, the aura I prove you don't have to be moral to ascend. Who knows, maybe it's, it's part of the grand cosmic balance good and evil have to coexist on all levels. That's a remarkably religious viewpoint for a show I assume made by atheists. Why? This show is full of religion. It's just normally bad. <laughs> for all we know, he's, he's mocking us because he knows we can't really hurt him. What else have you learned? Not much. I don't think this database is going to be much help anymore. We've been through it twice now. Don't you just download it? Take it with you. Based on the data we've collected from the scans of Kalik's brain, I'm thinking that we can run a simulation on the DNA machine to see where it's really going. To the best of our knowledge, this has never been done before, right? Oh, like I said, to the best of uh, their knowledge. Yeah. That doesn't stop any writers from using it and saying it was used before. Reminds me, I need milk. Let's see if it's really going where we think it is. I mean, in the very least, maybe get a time frame. General? Dick? <laughs> I'm reconsidering the arrangement with the International Committee that's keeping you here. <laughs> then I suggest you start going through your budget, because without their support... How can you still be convinced that this is the right course of action? The scans indicate his advancement has plateaued at roughly 80% of potential brain activity. That might have something to do with the dopamine inhibitor. How long are we going to keep this up? Until we find a way to counteract someone with his abilities in the field. According to your own account, the man was able to read your mind. Doesn't that concern you? Gravely. 
The fact that there are dozens of priors with abilities like his roaming the galaxy right now also concerns me, and the committee representing the free nations of this planet, General. For the moment, in my opinion, this situation is under control. He's listening. Mm-hmm. He's wondering, what's this large camera doing so close to me? <laughs> I certainly hope that the point at which you change your mind isn't too late. Why is a general always thinking about hair product? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh dear. Clever boy. Oh. Run, <laughs> yeah. my clever boy, run. <laughs> Got that dopamine now. I'm pulling the plug. You can notify the committee that the SGC no longer requires their support. Has he won the lottery? <laughs> Even an American state lottery wouldn't fund this place for long. <laughs> no, probably not. Anyway, I reckon lotteries have a weird thing in that if you take the entire prize at once, you end up only getting about 40% of it. Yeah. The issues we face can be overwhelming at times. I can see how someone might lose their perspective. I haven't lost perspective, General. I recognize the importance of this research. That's why I'm not going to let you stand in the way. Woolsey, though, whenever we've met him, he's always had a logical reason for doing anything, and half the time, it's reasonable for doing it. The banality of evil. For evil to triumph, all it takes is good men to do nothing, which basically means from a committee, which yeah. is a way of doing nothing with coffee and biscuits. Yeah, the character did evolve when he took over, moved to Atlantis. It worked. Mm -hmm. We accepted him. Yeah, but we're not there yet. We don't know not about that. Not there yet. Okay, for That hasn't happened. <laughs> End edit point. Yeah, we have graphics to demonstrate how advanced he is. We don't have graphics, we have graphs. The graphics, the graph graphics. Where do you think the term came from? I've never given it any thought. Etymology interests me. Does that mean what I think it means? We need to report this to Landry. Yeah. There's one more thing I think you should do first. They chained him up as well. Come on. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> you try anything, you're going to be a drooling idiot in a couple of seconds. Corporal. I still wouldn't like to be uh, in the same room. I wouldn't like to be in the same zip code. This is not going to. It's not going to end well. Ideally, not the same planet. <laughs> you know, sector of galaxy, maybe. Is it now? Is he doing that or? <laughs> Unscheduled on-world activation. They don't always have to walk down in a nice steady line. I know it looks good. We were just preparing to send Kalik through to place him back in stasis. Bad idea. 584 is the last place we should be taking him right now. In fact, it was probably what he was hoping for. That's it. How modern, having to run to an intercom. This is General Landry. Belay the order. Resecure the prisoner. Untie me, tie me up, untie me, tie me up. Tie me up, tie me down. <laughs> now explain why I just did that. The reason his advancement has plateaued is not because of the dopamine inhibitor. Trusting, you know, text someone's word, ask for an explanation after the fact. Yeah. Oh, that's it, you can hear him from another room. Now he may have learned to use the physical advancements he now has, but he'll never be able to ascend in his current state. He needs more treatments in that machine to make it happen. <laughs> get clear? One place we can't send him to is the lab in that planet. And I'll bet he's been waiting for us to try it. This is Mitchell. 
Tell General Landry the prisoner is secure. No, he's not. No, definitely not. Ooh, ooh. More red. Spiking. Ooh. <laughs> oh, now I... Yeah, stand up in front of the bullet. <laughs> Come on, Cam. Ooh, ooh that's got to hurt. That was a nice shot, wasn't it? Because that, that was that's Cam doing the stunt. It was, yeah. That's very rare, you see. Well, Robert C. Cooper wasn't very pleased about it. The fact that Cam did the stunt, or how it looked? No, Ben did the stunt, yeah. Seems things are no longer in control, dick. <laughs> that was a great sequence, though. Mm. Bullets that hit the glass, they were Vaseline balls. Why the fill are... Did they run short? That'd be an advert break. Help me up. No, you're not. You have a concussion. You need to stay put. Uh, look, my head can wait. We just finished securing him. He went nuts and killed two SFs. Told you. Told you. Sacrificial SFs. Fair enough. <laughs> I may call them SOs, but the principal stands. So even though Mitchell got slammed into the wall as hard, he survived. Yeah. Can I be this side of the door, please? <laughs> Can I be on the other side of another door, maybe, you know, at ground level? Yeah. Preferably in the next day. Levels 12 through 28 are now secure. Full emergency contingent is in position and on high alert. There. Oh, there he is. <laughs> Thank you, General, for pointing it out. We didn't want to see him otherwise. Target is on level 21. Hallway B, heading north. How'd he get up to 21? Oh, oh, that's not fair. Yeah. That's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> Lads, just call me Neo. <laughs> this post states the Matrix, doesn't it? Whee! I'm sure the guys on the left are going, oh well, at least we didn't hit anything solid. Electrical cables. And suddenly he can absorb power directly. No, I think he was just, you know, scanning the cables to see which he had to pull to remove power from certain parts of the base. Security systems down. We've gone to auxiliary power. This isn't turning out as they planned. Indeed not. It's still on 21. Yeah, that's oh. Always useful. Oh, that's the elevator shaft. Nice bit of green screen work there. As they pointed out in the commentary, we don't have any elevators. <laughs> we have elevator doors. We have a little room behind them. That's it, Tilt. Yeah, because that's well braced. Is that completely regardless? What, P90? Yeah, it is. <laughs> behind you. Whoa! <laughs> You've been hit by a Tilt. I was minding my own business and Tilt came flying at me. We went that way. Medical team to level 24, hallway D. <laughs> Tilt's alright, mate, that's bad. What's he doing on level 24? Isn't that further down? He probably jumped down the elevator shaft. But why would he be going down? Well, the gate's on 28, isn't it? Is it? I assume he wants to get off planet. Ow. <laughs> okay, you can imagine him standing there. As soon as it opens, we shoot him. Oh, you poor dears. Happy smile. <laughs> the screams in the distance. I'm so glad... Oh, nope. 
A reinforced steel door. No protection at all. How about this bulletproof glass? You think? No. <laughs> Get those doors open. I'm trying, sir. The controls are not working. They're sealed shut. Close the blast shield. <laughs> Is he going to close the blast shield? He's not going to do that because he's guild. He likes to show off. Yeah, he's got an audience. I'm sure he doesn't actually need to use the keyboard to enter data into the computer. Keyboard is required for what? It looks good. Off the dialing program! I can't, sir! <laughs> ah, he doesn't know about the code bump, does he? No, he doesn't. Mitchell, swiping the card isn't gonna work. No. <laughs> you have time to cut through it. If Prometheus in orbit, why not just beam him up and into space? <laughs> Did this not occur to someone? Probably not. <laughs> Freedom. <laughs> Suckers. You should have killed me when you had the chance. This does demonstrate, of course, that the gold really should have wiped the floor with the SCP many a time. Well, that's the last we'll see of him. Or is it? <laughs> Come on, we need you back. We need more Terminator 2 mannerisms and scenes, please. Yeah, but unfortunately, you can't just wave your hand at them. Incoming wormhole. Cutting auxiliary power to the blast doors. Cameron, the electronic locks are down. You should be able to pry the doors open. Yeah, that's easy for you to say. It may have electronic locks, but the door still weighs quite a bit. What took you so long? I'm not sure there's enough leverage there. It's the up. <laughs> Iris will not close. <laughs> Damn you. I am confused. See? Super being. Mitre. Hey, oh. <laughs> It tickles. How did that one hit? <laughs> nice shot. Have you ever killed anybody, Daniel Jackson? Okay, lad, calm down. This is the family show after all. Reload. Reload. Whee! I didn't get to see what was behind the gate. Mind the steps. Mm. <laughs> I rigged the call forwarding device on 584 to dial back here. And you didn't tell me? We were going to, sir, but we didn't get a chance. It's a good thing Terry would have heard us. Probably shouldn't have told anybody, even intended to tell anybody. Mm -hmm. Base is secured. Oh, my remaining minute and a half can be. <laughs> Yield. Surrender. Dr. Jackson, I just wanted you to know, the men who died, I'm going to see to it personally that their families are well taken care of. Yeah, that'd be a comfort to them. <laughs> you mean they wouldn't have been otherwise? I understand how you felt and why you took the position you did. It almost sounds like you might find it in yourself to forgive me. No. You're still a dick. 
<laughs> Quite right. No. Nope. Doesn't mean we all want what you're for. <laughs> Down. The answers are still out there. You were right about the risks. Yes, but you got to keep funding us. Mm -hmm. That's it. The elevator took just long enough for him to have the little conversation. Of course, the elevator moves at the speed of plot. <laughs> Believe me, I wish I'd been wrong. You see this one bit now. Uh, one of the steps that makes Woolsey the character we can cheer for, but not yet. Not for another two seasons, I don't think. Right, that was a prototype. As we said, written by Alan McCullough, his very first episode of Stargate. He came out of the gate well. He did, didn't he? Yeah. No pun intended. It was also the last story idea when he had the meeting. Quite often the case that the one they pull out the bags, well, I've got this one, you see. He's always the one they end up actually picking. <laughs> the original bad guy was supposed to be a master criminal, though. As is often the case, the episode gets rewritten by some of the more established writers, so it changes over time. Who are paid more. Yeah, who are paid more. He did actually get onto the writing staff. He went on to write nine episodes of SG-1, eight of SGA. He went on to write 11 episodes of Sanctuary, did a single episode of Lost Girl. Mm-hmm. Also produced SGA, SGU, Sanctuary, Lost Girl, and Cracked. So, actually a very busy and productive writer. Mm. I might switch back to US Netflix, because I think Arctic Air is on there. Season 3? No, I haven't watched any of it. Oh, right. <laughs> and it's not on UK Netflix, so I may switch back. question is, can I stand the cold long enough to recycle my recyclables? You've got no choice, have you? Well, i got a cardboard box, and it's full. Speaking of Arctic Air... Yes. I was sort of indirectly there. The air I'd be recycling in is fairly Arctic. <laughs> Not that far from the... I, I don't know if I'm actually inside the Arctic Circle or just outside it. You're a bit below it, aren't you? Not by much. I think there's bits of the country that are in it. I think minus bloody 20 qualify. It depends which site I visit, but go on, say what you're going to say. I'm going to check how cold it is. Outside. Fair enough. Speaking of Arctic Air, next week's episode will be Stargate Atlantis, Aurora... And that stars Pascal Hutton, who is in Arctic Air. I see. Current uh, AccuWeather, which my friends say is inaccurate, it's minus 12 with a wind chill of 6. So, nippy. So it feels minus 18. To be honest with you, minus 12 actually feels warm to me now. Because <laughs> I was looking it up and it's remembered. I was Cashane is in Launceston in northern Tasmania. But the only site I could find anywhere in Tasmania was Hobart. Hobart is currently plus 15. A bit better. Yeah, a good 30 degrees better. <laughs> I've said it before, I'll say it again. You take a typical outside of Northern Territories and the interior, and you take a typical Australian summer, and you stick a minus in front of it, and that's your finished winter. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. We have a little bit of feedback for last week's Stargate Atlantis episode conversion. We'll begin with Natalie on our Google Plus group, who posted, I love the part where Ronan picks up the Aratus dung. McKay's reaction, priceless. I also liked when Ronan shot John. Only he could catch him. And when McKay covers up his neck in the cave, Major Lorne's response, lol. I enjoyed that episode. I replied, yeah, the episode did have its moments, but Atlantis always did, even when they were in dire straits. 
It has to be said that Atlantis did manage to combine the human drama in many cases better than SG-1, and something Universe only started to accomplish near its end. On Twitter, Jennifer replied to one of our tweets, I really like Conversion. Maybe it has something to do with the fact that I was a huge Shepard and Taylor shipper. Aha! And I responded, there certainly was chemistry between them from the get-go, and this story didn't really clear up their relationship. We also got a voicemail from Brad about Prototype, so I've decided to include it in this episode. So let's have a listen to Brad's Stargate rambling. And apologies for the road noise, he's recording his thoughts on the move, which is actually quite impressive. Hello Al and Mike and the Gatecast listeners, Brad here from Australia. Now with some thoughts on the latest episode of the Gatecast 208, Prototype. Early on there seems to be some big jumps in the plot. The story seems to be very rushed in places. For example, in the opening scene, Carter gates off world, and then we get a slight transition before she returns, saying she's gone to the wrong place. It seems to have made more sense if we'd followed her through the gate and she'd realised the mount wasn't at their destination, but instead we get a hole in time and it sets a trend for the rest of the episode. As the whole thing feels like it should have been a two-parter and was cut back to fit in a single episode, major plot points are explained off extremely quickly a lot more than usual we finally get a new gate problem it only lasts for about five minutes before we move into the Kalix storyline and it seems like you could spend an episode on both issues and yes a new gate problem yay and Landry's finally realised that uh, running to the Jafar with information might not be the best idea at the best of times so it's good to see that they're not going to ask Jafar for help in locating the Borai Supergate and even with the new gate problem we get an easy fix. It just seems that all you have to do is put a bit of organic material on the map and problem solved. And uh, Carter can write a program around the issue in the same amount of time, so it fixed itself a little bit too quickly there. And again, it seems to ask a question, what stupid thing is Mitchell going to do today? Last time it was standing up while taking enemy fire. This week it's pushing buttons and unfreezing person. <laughs> Evil British guy. Don't trust him. Evil dentist chair. And congratulations to the music composers and the uh, the writers for the episode too, because the music top notch and some of the lines of like Kaylee's evil monologue when he's talking to Jackson, simply brilliant and dark. That like SUV didn't yield. And I find it odd that uh, Wolsey didn't take Daniel's warnings more seriously considering he's not military and again yes Mitchell you're military you should have emptied the clip you should know there are now 50,000 volts running through that floor sir and a Tokra shield generator barring the door it's one way so we can still fire bullets in there if we have to finally Dr. Lamb believes your abilities can be controlled with a dopamine inhibitor a shunt has been inserted into the base of your skull and a massive dose will be automatically injected should you try anything else Thanks for the warning, Richard. What? Are you insane? You just told him every precaution you have in place to keep him there. What a stupid idea, Woolsey. You are an idiot. And can four laser beams really measure brainwave and brain activity? I find it funny during the whole escape scene, all of a sudden we get a random shot of the exterior of the mountain with no, no backing music or nothing exterior shot seemed very weird and the SGC seemed pretty poorly designed for takes to 
kill main power is to pull out two electrical cables from a random wall. Silk uses two SFs as a cushion. I love the practical effects of the dialing the gate, the manual keyboard strokes. It's a good little effect to see. And Walter really doesn't have control of anything. <laughs> Where did Tilt find a crowbar? Why did he think he even had to go and find one before the doors were even locked? And we know they have to set up for suspense, but there's a 10 second delay from when Kalik emerges from the gate to when Cam fires the first shot. Why the delay? They know he can stop bullets and they wanted to get him by surprise. And he didn't see Daniel emerge from the opposite door no more than 10 metres off to his right. He's supposed to be near an extended beam. And Carter explains the whole plan in seven seconds. So, yeah, they are my random ramblings on Prototype. Makes me wonder if the director of the episode, this is the only one he'd done, because it definitely feels like a different way of doing the story. A lot of jump cuts, a lot of transitions where you wouldn't expect to see them. And it's a key episode for our future fight against the Ori and the prize. In the meantime, just walk through the gate. Bye-bye. Blimey, that was a doozy. You know, Brad could do his own podcast. And we'll see how Alan and Brad get on together next week, as it's just the pair of them discussing Aurora. We'd love to hear from you about our show and Stargate. The chat on Facebook, Google Plus and Twitter makes doing the podcast all the more worthwhile. And voicemails and emails are gold star worthy. We could do with a few more iTunes reviews and comments. It's mildly embarrassing that podcasts with a one-off Stargate feature rank higher than us. But that can be corrected with your help. That aside, if anyone fancies joining us for an episode of SG-1 or Atlantis, get in touch. We've still got a long way to go in Season 9 of SG-1 and Season 2 of Atlantis, so plenty of opportunities. If you do want to get in touch, here are the ways. You can email us, including an audio message, using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. And we have groups and pages on both Facebook and Google+. You can search for us using generic Stargate, or more specifically Gatecast. We are also on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio, under Gatecast. And we simply swoon when we get an iTunes rating and review. They help the show get promotion on that service. Twitter seems to be popular. And you can find us at the Gatecast, which is one word. And finally, there is our main website, gatecast.co.uk, which has a variety of contact and links for keeping our Stargate family all together. Right then, back to the show. Okay then, folks, that was Prototype. As I said, next week, Stargate Atlantis Aurora. I hope you enjoyed the episode. It's, well, I'm not saying it's good to be back because we actually returned last week. This is actually the first episode we're recording of 2014, as Alan said. Well. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't think it's gone as smoothly as it could have done. I watched Prototype myself when we were supposed to be recording this last year. Mm-hmm. Hang on, you mean that's the last time you've watched it? Well, yeah. I don't, don't you normally watch like the weekend before? Well, I did. We were supposed to be recording it. It all fell through. Yeah. Yeah. Next week, Aurora. So until then... I've been Mike. I've been cold. <sighs> Why? Well, I, I try and inject a little humour in. You prefer something standard? Well, you could have said, I've been Alan and I've been cold. Well, that's true. Take care, everybody. Bye bye. Bye bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Mm-hmm.